the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. We've looked at involvement as believers in politics, and I think it's time for a change. (laughs) And certainly, as this weekend is Valentine's Day, let's talk about love. Okay, but let's first pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you, we praise you, and thank you. And we're thankful that your love is consistent that your love doesn't change, and that we should take uh, an understanding from that as to how we are to love. Father, I pray this program would bless you and the listeners, and that uh, you would receive the glory. So we thank you and praise you and honor you and give you all the glory. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, right. Certainly like to thank everybody who's been writing letters and uh, emails and your prayers and and certainly finances. And again, if you'd like to help us financially, feel free to call our office, 813-831-5673. That'd be great. You know, most of you have Jewish friends. We'd love to see them at our services Friday night and Saturday mornings. And if you would, and even uh, there's a Spanish service, Conexion, on Saturday afternoon. So if you'd like to uh, go to one of these and bring Jewish people who don't know the Lord, uh, it'd be fantastic. We love to have visitors. We usually have a number of visitors. And so just check. Check our our uh, website, Shoresh, S H O R E S H David dot org. Okay, um, be great to see you, and certainly if you come, you've got to introduce yourself to me. Okay, um, you know soon the Passover will be upon us, and I'd love to come, or one of our people would love to come as well to a Bible study or a fellowship or your church um, and demonstrate or speak about Passover, that would be fantastic. Uh, So again, call us at our office, 813-831-5673. And if you want to contact me direct, you can do that um, through our uh, email, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Okay. During these, uh, this, this season, we have a secular holiday, as you know, Valentine's Day. 
And there are a number of things that this day has in common with uh, the teaching in scriptures, right? God says in his word that he's love. And let's look at every opportunity to celebrate love, encourage love, and have hope in God's love. Because scriptures say, love never fails. Amen? All right. Towards the end of the last um, part of the year, I spoke on love. And uh, so this is partially a review, partially some extra things that I felt. But, um, you know, love is so important. It's such a, a foundational subject. I felt we should revisit it as a reminder of what God would have us do as as the world in a sense, celebrates love, well, at least the United States, on Valentine's Day, but probably a lot of the world. But, you know, very little good happens without love. The foundation of our vision for life should be about love. And if you agree with Scripture that love never fails, then showing love even to people who don't deserve it, not as a reflection of their worthiness, but as a reflection of your desire to fulfill God's desires, you know, it shows that um, you desire to apply God's word. Scripture is so clear and strong on this subject. If we don't have love, we don't know God. That's pretty intimidating, isn't it? First John 4, 8 is where you see it. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. See, I didn't say it. It was Scripture, right? (laughs) Most people believe they love. However, looking at our type of love compared to God's standard of what love is, we really fall severely short in the love department. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) Yeah. Well, love never fails, and we see that in 1 Corinthians 13.8. And though this verse doesn't call it God's love that never fails, that's how I see it, because the verses before seem so unattainable. Uh, It's so difficult to do the things that God puts in his word about love. We know God. We believe in him. We read his word. And yet, too many times, we don't act with love. Why? Life gets in the way. In in a moment, other things become more important than loving. You know, we rationalize that if we're right or tell people the truth, that's love. And it isn't. Because in order to love, people need to feel loved. How can we say we love when people don't feel loved by us? As I do a lot of premarital counseling and also counseling to people who are struggling in their marriage, it's evident to me that people make other things more important than sacrificial love. It can be someone's character. It can be their decisions. They make poor decisions or their use of their time, they waste too much time or they waste too much money, and the list goes on and on and on and on. They even can say they don't love the person anymore. Let's consider that point of view for a second. It means that someone has underperformed 
or done something to cause a person to no longer love them. And Proverbs 17.7 says, a friend loves at all times. Okay, so now all my Bible scholars out there, what does the word all mean? (laughs) You know, I do that often. All means all. And if it's all times, does that mean when my wife or husband has acted poorly? We are to love at all times. And it looks like something. First Peter 4, 8 says, above all, keep your love for one another constant, for love covers a multitude of sins. Well, if love covers the sin... We cannot afford to stop loving, can we? The context of this verse is set by the verse before. And here in verse 7, it says, Now the end of all things is near. Of course, that was written 2,000 years ago. And God's still saying that into our heart, isn't he? And then it continues. So be self-controlled and sober-minded for prayer. And then it says, love covers a multitude of sins. So we see here that God is talking to us about our love relationship with people. And in 1 Corinthians 13.13, it even says that love is greater than faith and hope. And we know how important they are. So do we love people because they're good or because God loved us? And when we didn't deserve it... um, We got it from him, and so we're just paying it forward, right? Because that's what makes this world a good world, when we share love, when people share love to us, whether we deserve it or not. Let us focus on what God would have us focus on. God is love, and his love never fails. And As with prayer, love does not always win or overcome within our timetable. That's where faith and trust in God and his word come in. If we can't believe and trust God, it will be almost impossible to love at all times. So we have to understand that our love cannot be conditional. It has to be unconditional. In 1 Corinthians 16, 14, it says, Let all that you do be done in love. And in John 13, 34 and 35, Yeshua gives us a new commandment, that you love one another just as Yeshua loves us. That's how much we must love one another. By this, all will know that we are his disciples if we have love for one another. And right along that, we go to John fifteen thirteen, which is no one has greater love than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. So what is the kind of love that Yeshua has done? He's laid down his life for us, and we need to lay down our life for others, even in difficult situations. It is not difficult to know the heart of Messiah. It is difficult to apply his commandments at all times. 
God gives us specifics of what love should look like. In 1 Corinthians 13, 1, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I speak like an angel and have no love, I sound like a clanging cymbal, right? And is, is this exactly what we're going to be about? Regardless of being right or speaking truth, I can be abrasive, and that abrasive will overpower what I'm saying, and it will not be seen as love. People will stop listening to me. My point will not come across, just my clanging. (laughs) So we can't be like that. If I have the gift of prophecy, so I'm real spiritual, you know, right? And know all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith so I can remove mountains, but I have not love, I'm nothing. I mean, take it in, right? If I can do supernatural miracles but don't love, I'm nothing. This is the heart of Messiah. If I give away all that I own and I hand over my body so I might boast, But have not love, I've gained nothing. If I'm sacrificial in what I give and what I do, but I don't love, this scripture is saying that it's like nothing. So what does it look like? Well, as I say to my congregation in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, they have to start out with the most difficult thing. Love is patient. Right? Means we don't get upset with people. We're slow to get angry or frustrated. Let me go no further. If love only needed patience, I still would have a long way to go. Psalm 37 7 Be still before Adonai and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over one prospering in his way, over one carrying out wicked schemes. Put away anger. And turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to doing evil. So patience also means that when people are struggling to live up to your expectation, your body language, your voice inflections, and the words you use do not show even a hint of irritation. So this is really difficult for me. Just ask my wife. However, my Heavenly Father is probably saying how many of these experiences do I have to give Steve before he learns how to love during his time of frustration? Who are we to be patient with? Who are we to love? Well, I think it's kind of obvious, everybody. Um, Whether people need to grow, whether they're imperfect, whatever it is, patience is the art of continuing forgiveness Uh, As you learn patience, you develop peace in all situations. It's hard, but it's very satisfying. Love is kind. The quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. That's what kind is. So it's an action. It's a demonstration. It goes beyond what is expected. Yeshua gave the example of the Good Samaritan and giving something that is unexpected but of value and You don't need anything back in return. That's kindness. Love does not envy, so we're not jealous or resentful of someone else's success. 
even if it comes by them doing the wrong things. So when you love, you're like a coach. You help the other person rise to accomplish the most. You cheer their success. In Titus 3.3, it says, For we also were foolish, disobedient, deluded, enslaved to various desires and pleasures, spending our lives in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. See, if, you're, if we're envy, envious, it can make us a slave. Love does not brag. It's not puffed up. It does not behave inappropriately. It does not seek its own way. Do you see how difficult it is to apply God's word? It's easy to read it. It's easy to understand it. But to apply it to our lives, this is difficult. And one who does not do things in, in a humble manner, we, we will really mess up because, you see, everything we do has to have humility. To love requires our demonstration of humility. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Looking out not only for your own interests, but the interests of others, have this attitude in yourselves who was also in Messiah Yeshua. Consider others more important. Humility requires great strength. Consider some of these thoughts that I found on the Internet. I might have said them last time as well, but it's still great. Humble strength versus arrogant weakness. You got it? That's, that's the fight. <laughs> Humility learns, arrogance knows. Humble leaders submit to noble values. They won't bend. Arrogant leaders bend rules to their advantage. Hmm, I can think of some examples of that. Okay, keep continuing. Humility listens, arrogance talks. Humility, humble leaders serve others, arrogant leaders serve themselves. Humble leaders are free to build up others, arrogant leaders build up themselves. Humility opens hearts, arrogance builds walls. Humility joins, arrogance stands aloof. Humble leaders connect, arrogant leaders disconnect. Humble humility um, enables leaders to ask, how can I help? I like what C.S. Lewis said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Don't say that you love others without deeply considering if you are really humble and sacrificial. Love is not provoked, is simple to have patience. This too requires humility. Often we're provoked if we feel things haven't been fair or something, somebody gets a better deal. As soon as we feel provoked, we should run to Yeshua and ask for his heart of compassion. Amen? Okay. Love keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't mean to forget what happened. It means that over time, maybe, you know, you'll forget, but I don't think so. But you, you can't force anybody to forget. However, forgiving is a key to showing love, and the characteristics of forgiving is remember that you've been forgiven. Ephesians 4.32, instead of be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah also forgave you. Or Romans 5.8, which says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. 
So that means we show our love and forgiveness even when others have not, or when they have exhibited sinful and awful behavior. But we are higher than that. We have the love of Yeshua. You cannot seek revenge. In order to love, we have to show our strength through humility, grace, mercy, and kindness. Imagine if God did not pour out his grace and mercy because we didn't deserve it. Matthew five thirty-eight and 39, you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evildoer because whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him also the other. Forgiveness means you respond to the one who hurt you with good. Luke six twenty seven twenty eight. but I say to you, who are listening, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for the ones who mistreat you. So forgiveness is required over and over again. We know 70 times 7, forgiveness is, is required. Forgiveness shows your willingness to love because it says love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and that's where we know that love does not fail. Love is about commitment to God's word and desire. It says in James 1.12, happy is the one who endures testing because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord promised to those who love him. Love requires commitment, endurance. In Romans 1, uh, 1 through 5, we see this, therefore, having been made righteous by trusting, we have shalom with God through the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Through him, we also have gained access by faith into his grace in which we stand and boast in the hope of God's glory. And not only that, but we also boast in suffering, knowing that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character, character, hope, and Hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Ruach HaKodesh who is given for us. We've got to be in for the long haul. We can't give up because love never fails. Love never fails when it's God's love. So if it's failing right now, we're not exhibiting God's love or God hasn't changed people's hearts yet. So that's why we have to wait patiently. Love never fails. Love others in difficult situations is one of the most difficult things that God asks us to do, but we can do it because we have the power of God's Spirit in us. Loving His way makes us godly. When you know the love of God, you must respond with serious prayer and with godly love as as you act and as you react to others. And I get an amen to that. Okay. So I pray that this message has been good for you. If you believe that this program's important on the radio, we'd ask that you help us with a financial gift. And uh, certainly, if you want to speak with me, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, you can call our office, 813-831-5673. We'd love to be at your church and fellowship and teach about Passover, teach about the Leviticus 23 Holy Days, teach about counting the Omer 
and and the fruit, uh, uh, you know, the f- first fruit uh, of talking about God rising from the dead, Yeshua rising from the dead. So um, email us, let us know, call our office. We love visitors as well. Please come visit us. I would like to pray for you as we celebrate love, especially this weekend, but Every day is a celebration of love. And so I ask, O oh Lord, that we would be certain of your love for us, and we would be certain to give out love at all times to all people in all situations. And I pray that those listening will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, which is to apply Messiah, Yeshua, his word, the word made flesh into our lives. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.